We have been in a series of House on Fire, and uh, we have had a wonderful time. Uh, Marcy and I had the privilege of being in two, two microchurches this week, and, and just experiencing the fire in people's homes in microchurches, and seeing what God is doing, uh, that we haven't been here to just make it through the end of the year, but we are here to burn like never before with the fire and passion of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you that the fire is coming from an ever-increasing revelation of Jesus. And that fire of the revelation of Jesus is going to burn in you for all eternity. This is your eternal destiny, is to behold and know the one, the man, Christ Jesus. The burning one, to see the fire in his eyes, to know the full fire of love that he has for you. And actually, worship today is our experiencing and receiving the fire of his love because we love because he first loved us, and we get to beam it back to him. And so even what we've been doing this morning actually came from him. He loved me, and I got to beam some love back. And now I get to go out this week, and I get to keep beaming back to him, and I also get to beam it out at every person that is around me. And it's so so powerful. Holy Spirit is within you now, increasing your revelation of Jesus. And I'm really thankful for that. I'm thankful that I don't have to do that today, but that the Holy Spirit inside of you right now is illuminating Jesus, that he's making Jesus more real to you than ever before, and that you are becoming more and more captivated with the reality of Jesus. He is not stuck in a nativity set In your home, he's here. He's alive. And he has poured out the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit illumines Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is in you, igniting fires of ever-increasing passion for Jesus. Come on. So, you are flammable. Danger. Your family just might be flammable this Christmas season. What if your family encounters Jesus like never before over the coming days? What if you have moments of conversation and things you've been praying and carrying in your heart for years? What if they're about to manifest in this season? Let's be ready and let's be on fire. So I want to go to Isaiah chapter 9. And this whole passage that I'm about to touch on this morning, that I love so much, uh, that I've hit so many different times in this season, it ends with this, the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. Now, if God says, I'm zealous to do this, do you think he's going to do it? Like, he's really going to do it. Because God doesn't even have to say, I'm zealous to do this. If God says one little word about it, he's faithful to every word that he's ever spoken. Like, if he says, my zeal is really going to do this, he's going to be like, this, I'm telling you guys, this is something that is so preeminent in the heart of God. And so, what we're about to read this morning, God is zealous to do it. So, let's go to verse 2. The people who walk in darkness shall see a great light, and those who live in a dark land, the light will shine upon them. 
For a child, we're going to jump to verse 6. For a child will be born to us, and a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. And there will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore for the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. So going back to verse 2, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. The light has come and it shatters the darkness. And the good news is this morning that the light has conquered the darkness. <laughs> the light has come and the darkness cannot hold up to the light. And it's talking about a world where there were some dark times. And, and we live in a world today where I, the darkness, I believe, is working like never before to try to convince us that the light is not powerful. But Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord will rise upon you and his glory will appear upon you. And you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. That's you. So it says, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So we will not be intimidated by the darkness. We will not be intimidated by the voices of fear on the earth right now. We will not be intimidated from those who are telling us to back down from the truth. We will not be intimidated by those who want to compromise the truth. We are not afraid of the darkness. The light in us is more powerful. And we have been created for moments like this. So verse 6. A child will be born to us and a son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. So I want to tell you something today. The government is on his shoulders. The government that really matters on the earth, the government that has authority to bring true and lasting change is on the shoulders of Jesus. And you are part of an invisible kingdom. And it's a kingdom of light. It's a kingdom of victory. It's a kingdom that 
exist in the invisible realm, but that everything that happens in the natural realm is controlled by what happens in the invisible realm. You're a part of a kingdom and a government that is reality. And so the government is on the shoulders of Jesus. The government here equals the reign of Jesus, the kingdom of Jesus. And in this kingdom, there is a king, and his name is Jesus. (laughs) And he's on his throne right now. (laughs) He hasn't fallen off. He's on his throne. And every earthly Ruler will someday bow before Jesus himself. And right now in heaven there is worship before his throne. And actually that's the very center of all government and all creation is the throne of God. Everything is centered around a throne. And on that throne is the King Jesus. There is a king who is reigning on the throne. So what is this king's government like? Well, it tells us here in verse 6. The government will rest on his shoulders. And his name, the name of God is the character of God. The Bible says in Psalm 9 verse 10. Those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you have not forsaken, Lord, those who seek you. When you know God's name, you know what he's like. You know his character. And so this is the type of government that, that we have because this is what, who our king, our governor, this is what he's like. So it's the government of a wonderful counselor. It's the government of a mighty, powerful God. It's the government of a father, the eternal father, who is always present. And it's the government of the prince of peace, of the shalom of God. So his name is Wonderful Counselor. Jesus, the Wonderful Counselor, is still speaking today. And one word from him does what thousands of words of men and demons could never do. Just one word. One word from him changes everything. In the book of Luke, there were, there were some men walking down that Emmaus road. And there was a man walking with them. And they were, they were lamenting about the things that had happened about Jesus. And the way things had not happened the way they expected. And Jesus himself was right there beside him. And finally, in the breaking of bread, they recognized him and they said this. Were not our hearts burning? Within us. While he was speaking to us on the road. And explaining the scriptures to us. The words of Jesus. Ignite our hearts to burn. And it doesn't take Jesus. Thousands of words to ignite a heart. Just one word. One word from him to a family member. Can ignite a fire. One word can stir that fresh fire and passion in you. And I want to encourage you, Andrew preached this last week, was so powerful about remembrance. Remembering what he's spoken. 
and making sure that our lives in a day where there are more words floating around than ever before, that our lives are consumed with his word. And that we remember what he's spoken, that we remember what he's done. You know, we were singing a moment ago, Jesus, we love you. And I was remembering a moment during Andrew and Emily's wedding when they sang that song. And there was wind blowing because a storm was holding up right in the horizon. It was an outdoor wedding. And we were just praying like, God, please hold off the storm. And I remember that moment, though, that we were singing, Jesus, we love you. Because in that moment, it wasn't something, I experienced the presence of Jesus, and it wasn't just that we were going through a wedding, but it was, Jesus is here. And I was just remembering that moment. And I want to encourage us to remember moments. And to remember what God has done, and remember what he has spoken to us. You know, we can listen to the voice of the wonderful counselor, or we can listen to the noisy voice of the earthly media and opinion, which is shouting at us. And it is so important in our day that, that we, have, we have boundaries, we have walls that say, no, I am not going to listen to that. The Bible says, it says, be careful what you listen to. There's a, a verse this week, I was on a, a, a Zoom call, and Bill Johnson was on this call with us and several other leaders, and, and, and Bill quoted this verse, and, I, and, and he used it in a way I'd never heard it used before. Leave the presence of a fool, or you will not discern words of knowledge. And Bill said, he said, you know, I'm very careful what I listen to on the media. And he equated the media with what it says here as a fool in this verse, because so much of what is being spoken out there is absolutely foolish. Absolutely foolish. I mean, you think about now our world today, like, so much of our world today, you can't, they can't, people in the world today can't even figure out who's a man and who's a woman. Guys, that's foolish. And we don't need to be filling our lives with the counsel of the foolish when we can receive the counsel of God himself. And the wonderful counselor has come and he has something to say. And it's his word that is going to break through. It's his word that's going to bring freedom. It's his word that is going to heal. You know, I've put this up here before and I'll put it up here again probably. But those who read their Bible four times a week, they found in a study that the feeling of loneliness drops 30%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Viewing pornography drops 61%. We have to fill our lives with the word of the Lord. Sharing your faith jumps 200%. For those who get in the Bible even just four times a week, this is more what their lives look like. And I want to encourage you to read and pray the Word of God. I, I love the Psalms. 
You can read a Proverbs a day. Just pick the one that goes with that day. I, I, do, I do that all the time. And, um, man, you, you talk about Scripture that, that really helps you process and walk through things, the Psalms. They're, it's just so, so amazing uh, what God has given us. So, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. But his name is also Mighty God. That he is all-powerful, almighty. And we need to remember in this season when God came through and worked that miracle for you and for your family. That he is a mighty God. That he is powerful to set the captives free. Someone in this room needs to remember that Jesus set you free from the junk you used to walk in. When nothing else could set you free, he broke addiction off of your life. He is the mighty God. Jesus, the mighty one, is fighting for you. Jesus, the mighty one, is fighting for your family. And he is the master of divine setups. And many times, the enemy will come and he will... Do something to look really impressive and to look like he's really in control. But the only reason he's doing it is because his power is broken and he just wants to scare you and make you think there's no hope. Because actually, he knows there is hope. And there are those of you in your family this year, it's been like, well, I feel like things are worse. I feel like things are worse. I want to tell you, you're in a divine setup where God is moving, and God is in control, and God is faithful to answer the prayers that you're praying. I was looking at some statistics the other day that were talking about what's happened in cities over this season, and it was like they were, they were taking these statistics. <laughs> from 34 different cities and just how you know crime crime went up in 2020 and and in in an unprecedented way and 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 obviously that 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 has happened and even here in our our city I like I just look off and it's like no no we can't we've had way way too much violence in our city and I want to tell you something we are being set up for revival And, and there's person after person out there right now who does not know what to do. Who, several years ago, was confident in their flesh and just confident in the things of the world. Who now is out there like, they don't know what to do. And I believe we're in a divine setup. That we are about to experience the harvest and the move of God that we've been praying for. Jesus, the mighty one, is fighting for us. And he is still the mighty one. And there is none who compares to him. Who is this king of glory? He is the Lord, strong and mighty. And he is the Lord, mighty in battle. The Lord will go forth like a warrior. He will arouse his zeal 
like a man of war. He will utter a shout. Yes, he will raise a war cry. He will prevail against his enemies. Isaiah 42, 13. And several weeks ago, I preached from Psalm 68, 1, let God arise and let his enemies scatter and let those who hate him flee before him. The presence of the enemy is nothing compared to the presence of God. And you're a carrier of the presence of God. And you bring the presence of God into your neighborhood. You bring the presence of God into your family in the seasons. And the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but are mighty. Say mighty. The weapons that you have been given in the Lord are mighty for the tearing down of strongholds. All right, so he's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, and he's the eternal father. And he's the perfect father. He's the eternal father who's always present. Who always has the right words. Who always has perfect love to release over his sons and daughters, who's given us the spirit of adoption, who has brought us actually into friendship with God himself. He is the eternal father. And he's the prince of peace. And you know that that Hebrew word for peace is the word shalom. And it is (laughs) so much more than our shallow definitions of peace, where we think of a peace being absence of conflict. The prince of peace, it, it, it actually means the shalom of God, nothing, nothing lacking. And everything we need is present. He, he is the prince of shalom. He is the prince of abundance. And in him, there is no lack. And he brings wholeness. He brings abundance. And we need to remember when he has shown up. We could spend the rest of our time, the rest of the day, recounting testimonies of how the Prince of Peace has shown up when we needed provision. And I want to encourage you to remember those moments because that moment when you got that check and that check came in that was the exact amount you needed, hopefully you didn't just get a check, but hopefully you let it get into your heart and become not just a check, but a revelation of the Prince of Peace. Because if you just got a check... You're, you're going to be down until you get another check. But when you've got the Prince of Peace, you know there's provision in the moment where the check hasn't arrived yet. You still have the Prince of Peace with you. And that's what God is bringing us into. He's bringing into this place a deeper revelation as we remember what he's done and how faithful he has been. And I want to tell you something, your provision from the Prince of Peace is not based on the earthly economy. 
and whoever signs a check or whatever it may say on top or who deposits it in your bank, it doesn't come from them. It comes from the Prince of Peace. And so companies come and go. Economies are going to go up and down. Markets are going to rise and fall. But the Prince of Peace stands forever. And he is always, always, always a faithful provider. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. He is our abundance. Shalom is the wholeness, completeness, soundness, health, safety, and prosperity. Carrying with it the implication of permanence. So there will be no end to the increase of his government, if you can read that small print. And of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. For the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. So there will be no end to the increase of his government. <laughs> it's not about what it looks like. It's not about what it feels like. It's not about statistics of this or that and people saying right now, well, you know, Christianity's on a huge decline and all this kind of stuff. You know, people say stuff like that and statistics go up and down. But I want to tell you something. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. That's what he said. And he said he's zealous to do it. And I just believe he will. And I believe he is. And I'm really thankful to be a part of it. So the kingdom reign and perfect peace of Jesus are on the increase. And there's going to be increase in our homes. There's going to be increase in our city. There's going to be increase in our nations for the zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. All right. I want to share this video with you. If we can cut the lights. that silent night when the stars turned their gaze to marvel at the earth when the heavens gathered breathless round a lowly stable when a young mother wept tears of worship falling on the baby in her arms and the song of the earth arose in Bethlehem soft as the tender beating of his heart and all was calm all was bright yet could this be the same god of abraham the conqueror of israel this baby this fragile life is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms, who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament, whose hand ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts, who breathed life from dust, broke the oppressor's rule, scattered the chains of his people like sand, and led them through the wilderness with a pillar of flame. 
Is this child the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak? Who surrounded Job with the roaring wind? Stood defiant in the raging furnace? Wrote judgment against tyrants and blazed on the lips of the prophets? Scorching history's pages with the fury of his might? Could this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable king? setting his throne on straw and manger, drawing forth the tears of shepherds, receiving the gifts of wandering travelers, his fame unknown in this world. He is Jesus, the one who thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts, who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, God in the silence. He holds this mystery balanced in his hands, holds our questions till they lose their need, until all we see is him. Let's stand this morning. Jesus, we thank you that you've come, mighty God. We thank you that you're alive. We thank you for the increase of your government and of peace, that there will be no end. We thank you, Jesus, that you've chosen us to be a part of your reign on the earth. Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence in our homes in this season. Thank you for the fresh fire of Holy Spirit. Thank you for first love fire ignited in us. Thank you, Lord. You know, as I'm, I'm, I'm praying these things, I, ju I just see, I see a bunch of adults who become like children. <laughs> I, just, I just see us adults who are just kids in love with Jesus. Father, thank you that you said that we're to become like a child. That that's your kingdom. And Lord, just as you came as a child, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for a, a fresh fire and a childlikeness, God. And for joy in this season, Lord, as we gather, Lord, and for those who are walking through difficult things in this season, Lord, some experiencing the first, first Christmas without a, a loved one, Lord, we thank you that you are the wonderful counselor and the Prince of Peace, the mighty God and eternal Father who is present. Jesus, burn in us.
burn. Burn in our families. Burn in our city. Burn in us, God. Burn in us, Lord, out in stores and shops and restaurants. Burn in us, God. Burn in us, Lord, in the nighttime watches. Lord, we thank you for your plans as we gather. And we thank you that hope is rising. That hope is rising in our families. Hope is rising in our city today. Let's just declare hope to Fort Worth. We declare hope. Speak it out. We declare hope to you, Fort Worth. We declare this is a city of hope, a fortress of hope, a fortress of worth. And we declare the hope of Jesus over this city. We thank you for it, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for choosing us to live in times like this. And I thank you that the light, a city set on a hill, cannot be hidden. And I just thank you, Father, that the fire has come and a people are arising and shining because the glory of the Lord has risen upon us. And I thank you for that fire. I thank you for that fire. I see the Lord breaking intimidation off of people in this room. Even in our families, there have been things, you know, and there's just been this intimidation. I just see a boldness. Like, hey, we're going to pray right now as a family. I, I, Father, I thank you that the light cannot be hidden. And I thank you for that fresh fire on our families. And I thank you, Lord, that hope is rising. Hope is rising. Hope is rising. Put your, put your hand on the shoulder of someone near you there and just declare hope is rising. Hope is rising. Thank you, Father, for a new, a new boldness. Yeah, I just felt like at the, the end of that video was really a word from the Lord until all we can see is Him. And I just pray that right now for every home, that everything comes in to the perspective of Him. That all the pain, the discouragement, the disillusionment, the lack the frustration, the anxiety, the friction and tension, that all of it gets absorbed by Him, that all of it gets infused with Him, that He becomes bigger, that He becomes bigger, that He becomes better, and that all of us, it all comes in to Him. And I thank you, Jesus, that that is who you are, that that is Emmanuel, God with us, that all of the things get infused with you as we look at you in Jesus' name.
I felt one more thing, sorry. I just, I really, I keep hearing this Prince of Peace thing. And so can, can we do something real quick? If you are here this morning and you would just say, hey, I need this, like this Christmas season, I need some peace. Would you raise your hand if that's you? Here's what I want to do. If you're around these, can you just gather around them and just pray? Lord, we just release the Prince of Peace. We just release shalom over houses, over families. Come on, raise your hand high if, if you don't have anyone praying for you yet. Lord, we release peace. We just say peace fills houses. Peace fills families. Peace fills every individual. This morning, Lord, we just declare the Prince of Peace is here. And right now, I feel like he is bringing peace into your heart. Lord, where there's been contention, where there's been loss, where there's been difficulties, we just ask that your peace would flood. That you would bring your peace, Lord, right now into every situation, every heart, God, where there's peace needed. That we would go into this next week of Christmas full of your peace.